We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Pro Football Focus Show here on Roto-Grinders for week 14 of NFL season. I am Britt Devine here with Scott Barrett and Tyler Beaker of PFF. Uh, Tyler, what's up, my dude? Uh, I, I don't know. So a lot of people listen to this on podcasts, so, so they don't get the full effect. Uh, I'm missing out. T- Tyler, I'm not sure if you're aware right now. It is freezing cold where I am. Why is it suns out, guns out, wherever you are? Uh, well, honestly, I just woke up from a nap and uh, just oh, pulled the scarf from last week. <laughs> I did, yes. Yeah. But uh, the sleeveless shirt is happening today. Um, gotta do it for the ladies. What's with naps? All right, so like I, I, I cannot nap. Right, I've taken maybe like ten naps in the past. I don't know, fifteen years. How do you guys do this? I always have too much going on in like life. How do you pull off a nap? How do you get time for a nap? How do you fall asleep? You guys are like the nap experts the past two weeks. So t- Tyler, what's the secret? On off, honestly. <laughs> as soon as I hit the bed, I'm out. <laughs> you're out, Scott. What, what's it, Scott? You're you just like are stuck looking at football statistics. You just probably like turn the lights off and you're out immediately. Right. I mean, during the season, my my sleep schedule is like super messed up and don't really get too much sleep. But uh, big fan of naps. And uh, you know, Tyler is gonna bring some great takes today because he's he's refreshed. He's feeling energized. So team naps. Yeah. Ready to go. The show sheet looks packed full of information too. So, uh, Scott, what's up, my man? No nap for you today. Too busy for you. Uh, how's your How's your Wednesday going? Um, it's I don't know. It's it's whatever. But uh, uh, last week was awesome. Uh, hit hit the nuts, I think, or came real close to it. Um, awesome week where a lot of the best plays made a lot of sense pre and post hindsight. So hopefully we can have another. A uh, good game, a uh, good week this week, although I think it's going to be tough. Like Tyler said, there's really a lot of in-play names. Yeah, it's uh, once we get through the bye weeks, the end of the season, you get injuries, team resting people. There usually ends up being a lot of value. We have that this week, too. So let's kick it off. Tyler, I'm going to start with you at quarterback. There are a lot of good plays at quarterback this week, but uh, you want to highlight Patrick Mahomes, right? So defense doesn't matter except if you're playing the Ravens, but then also defense doesn't matter if you're Patrick Mahomes here. So it looks like you're not scared off of the Ravens defense because you've got the best quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes here. We've got a run game in flux. Uh, I don't, you know, the Ravens, they kind of shut down Atlanta last week. Some, you know, I liked Julio a smidge. I like Matt Ryan 
and they proved that defense did matter a little bit there. Um, what's what's your take on this battle here? Which which side wins out? I think Mahomes does. He's matchup proof. We've seen his floor is just twenty points, and that's in his toughest outings. Benefits yeah, from bad games, game. like tough outings with a bad game that he's not even doing good. Yeah, the guy's just been unbelievable this year. Uh, we've we've talked about him week after week about how great he's playing. Um, I don't really think this defensive matchup matters that much. Uh, the Ravens are going to try to slow play this. They're going to try to limit Mahomes and the NFL's top offense and points per snap. But I don't think they're going to have much success doing that. Uh, we could see by the second half that the Chiefs are already up to a 21-point lead. Um, they're going to score a ton whenever they get the ball. And I'm not really worried about this Baltimore defense. We could see Mahomes check down repeatedly to Kelsey over the middle. Love that stacking combination. Um, and like basically no quarterback possesses the ceiling that Mahomes has. We could see a lot of people go off of Mahomes given the matchup here, given the pricing decrease uh, DK's algorithms gave because it was DraftKings. But I think it's a great week to continue to ride the Mahomes train. Uh, yeah, I like Mahomes. And uh, what's interesting, the DK algorithm uh, gave the whole Chiefs offense a big price decrease from last week because according to their algorithm, defense does matter. So we've got a little bit of a price decrease on them. 7,000, he was 7,600 last week. All of his targets got good price reductions, so it's a lot easier to stack them in tournaments this week. So uh, I think you can go ahead. I'm not scared. Uh, I'm going to give – defense does not matter is my official ruling (laughs) on this particular subject. Uh, Scott, you've got a lot of people in play here. Uh, Let's kind of give me a minute or two on each one of these guys, Uh, just a a laundry list of, of really good quarterback plays this week. Yeah, so I, I think this this week is uh, particularly tough at the quarterback position. There's just yeah. so many. I, I want to note, too, so early our, our early ownership projections, normally we have guys 12, 15, 17.5%. Uh, the highest projected owned quarterback right now uh, when I looked was 10%. So uh, I think our projected ownership kind of agrees with that, Scott. It's just Who was it? Uh, there's like six of them. They're all tied. It's, it's yeah. kind of what we're getting at, right? Like okay. it's a really good quarterback week. Uh, so I think I think my top guy right now is is Jameis Winston against uh, the Saints pass funnel defense that ranks uh, fourth worst in fantasy points per game allowed, uh, sixth worst in opposing passer rating. The problem is you've actually been a lot better in recent weeks, um, uh, and I'm, I'm actually a little fearful. I think uh, the bust risk is going to be high for Jameis this week. We know when he busts. It's particularly bad, uh, but still the upside is massive in this game with uh, easily the highest over-under of the week. And, and though the Saints have been better, you know, uh, they've been better compared to, like, dead last, top pass funnel defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jameis Winston, if combined with Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, not only the second most fantasy points per game of any quarterback this season, but the fourth most all-time uh, and Winston himself has been playing better in recent weeks. Uh, Winston's Aaron, played good enough. He's played good enough. He has the leash. He could throw like three picks. He is not getting better. They sell a three pick leash. That, that's that's the debate I'm having in my head. Yeah, he he's got the leash in my. He's got it right now. <laughs> all right, all right. Hopefully, hopefully you won't throw three picks. Uh, also, like uh, Philip Rivers, who leads all quarterbacks in yards thrown per dropback. So he's been super efficient. Uh, he's also thrown for uh, two or more passing touchdowns in every game this year. I think he's averaging like 280 passing yards per game. Um, 
an issue is low volume in recent weeks. I think he's only attempted like 45 pass attempts the last two weeks. Uh, but the matchup is is awesome. Cincinnati's giving up the most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, then you have Aaron Rodgers, who's you know always vaguely in play. Um, especially this week, I like the matchup a lot. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, another uh, pass funnelish defense. They're giving up uh, the second most fantasy points per game, top five in fantasy points per dropback, opposing passer rating, points allowed per drive, et cetera. Um, and then Deshaun Watson. Uh, He's just been really good uh, this year, especially when healthy. Um, he's actually had, by my data, the toughest schedule uh, of any quarterback, and now he gets the seventh easiest. Uh, on top of that, um, he's he's rushed the ball like 16 times for 100 yards and a score the past two games. So uh, uh, really all these guys, I think, are legitimate values and very much in play. Hopefully one of you guys can help me break the tie here. Also yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. When I liked on Watson too. So uh, the previous three weeks, um, not including last week on him, 24, 24, 24. Those are the pass attempts that he had. Right. And he was kind of suffering. He had that bruised rib, uh, whatever he had going on with that. In a game, they didn't really have to 31 pass attempts from him last week. I think he's over that Scott. Um, and this game, uh, this game has a lot of shootout potential, too. So I like Watt. the Watson stacks look pretty good to me uh, quite a bit. Um, Tyler, you want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. You've got him highlighted, right? Is he going to be calling plays from, like, 2004, or are they going to have, like, actual 2018 NFL plays ready to go for him this week? Uh, I think he'll be the one calling the plays, which oh, makes yeah. me <laughs> more interested in this offense. Like, we're getting rid of McCarthy. I think it's going to be a net positive for this offense, and – I kind of really like the idea of going on a limb and heavily game stacking this Packers Falcons game. Uh, we're finally out of the stale offensive play calling of McCarthy. Um, a lot of people are going to see a take a wait and see approach with the Packers now trying to figure out how does this offense rebound without their head coach. Uh, that's when I like to normally pursue and go heavily in on these types of scenarios. Falcons pass defense number 26 in both our pass coverage and pass rush grades should allow plenty of time for Rogers to go through his progressions Seven different quarterbacks have thrown for three-plus touchdowns against the Falcons, and they're allowing the, the sixth-most fantasy points to opposing QBs. I'm probably going to have a lot of ownership with him in tournaments this week. I uh, just did a quick look ahead to the weather. It's Wednesday night when we're doing this, so take it with a grain of salt. Just cold, 21 degrees. It looks like no part, no uh, precipitation, no wind either, so uh, looks good. Uh, that looks like Green Bay Packer weather for an offensive explosion, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Uh, Scott, you also had, uh, who is this? Uh, Lamar Jackson. Let's talk about this, right? They're not going, even if Joe Flacco is active, they're winning. Like they're not out of the playoffs here. How do you take the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hands here in this offense against Kansas city? If we get word later in the week, Hey, Joe Flacco is not going to play or Joe Flacco is active, but he's the backup. None of this nonsense where they're having them both on the field anymore, having to prepare for both. I know Harbaugh was talking about that a little bit. If all that nonsense is gone, uh, where do you put Jackson in the ranks this week? Um, yeah, it's, you know, he, he's averaging like uh, 13 to 14 fantasy points per game just on the ground. And now he has a best possible matchup through the air against the Chiefs. Uh, we saw what Derek Carr did last week. And, you know, it's been no surprise that uh, they rank bottom three in um, – uh, fantasy points allowed per drop back. Uh, yeah, I, he's in play, but um, I actually think I, I'm going to go with one of the four other quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Also, um, 
I think I'd consider Dak Prescott, who's uh, finally, you know, starting to uh, put together some good numbers on the ground. Um, I know he's cheap on one of the sites. Uh, he has a rushing touchdown in seven of uh, five of his last seven games. Uh, I think he's still risky, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'd have those two guys uh, a tier below the other four I mentioned. All right, you mentioned rushing, Tyler. Josh Allen, uh, just out of nowhere, becoming like one of the best fantasy quarterbacks in the league. The Josh Allen to Zay Jones absolute nut stack last week. Um, not the millionaire maker, but a couple of the other even bigger tournaments. Um, you had to have those too. That combo is what won uh, a lot of money last week. Is at home against the Jets. Um, very athletic quarterback. They're calling run plays. Um, he's got 200, I can't even, uh, 234 yards and a touchdown rushing over the past two weeks. Uh, do you like him? 5,500 on DK. He's getting a lot of steam, it seems, over the week so far. A lot of people are talking him up, and I kind of understand he's it. He's still just 1% owned. It's going to creep up to a little. He's not going to be 1% owned in like the, the big DraftKings tournaments by the time the week's set. No, I, maybe a ceiling of five. <laughs> but uh, he's like you said, ma- massive rushing upside to boot. Not afraid to take shots deep down the field. The Bills did him a solid and released his right tackle slash wide receiver Kelvin earlier this week. They're going to see a lot of run with the younger guys now moving forward. Allen can certainly take advantage of those young guys' speed. 24% of his throws have been for 20-plus yards or more downfield. That's the highest rate in the league. So we're combining huge rushing upside with big play potential. Super cheap. I like him a lot. All right. So you got another name on this list. Now, we talked about a lot of good quarterbacks, Tyler, all right? So what is up with – why is Mark Sanchez on the list? It's because he's just so cheap and he fits everything else it's in for you. It's the full punt. The full no, there's punt. no there's no way I'm using Mark Sanchez. <laughs> he's dirt cheap, <laughs> ceiling of maybe 15, 16 points, maybe. Um, but he does a lot of things that let you fit in a studs and duds lineup. Like turn the ball over. <laughs> <laughs> there's no chance. I'm cutting you off. I'm not okay, fine. anymore. There's no, right, Mark, no Mark Sanchez talk. I'm not allowing it um scott anyone else you really want to target i mean there's there's good quarterbacks i mean we didn't ben roethlisberger with a weakened run game i know it's on the road but i don't really care about that one Uh, i have a season long i got ben or i got Jameis. i i know you were fielding some season long questions earlier scott who you got in that one um nice work this gig to your advantage yeah i'd go with with Jameis there uh, I, I considered Roethlisberger too. Uh, you know, I, if Oakland puts up the points, uh, you know, maybe Roethlisberger is the guy who, who, who busts a slate open. But uh, I, I just think they dominate. So uh, I'd lean Jameis for sure. couple of luck in a huge bounce back spot this week against Houston. Baker Mayfield at home against that Carolina defense. Yeah, I thought he, about him too. He should tear it up. Uh, there, uh, Matt Ryan, I know it's cold and he's outside, but he's got Julio Jones, whatever. Uh, lots of good quarterbacks this week. Hard to go wrong. Um, uh, all right, let's talk your actual opportunity article, Scott. Now, the season, it's you know, we've got a lot of data here, Scott. There's not as much as we can kind of glean into what's going to happen in future weeks on here. So do you got anything from this article that we can translate into DFS this week? Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I really do write this in mind uh, with the, a DFS focus. You know, at the top, you'll see – what, what are we doing with Tampa Bay's wide receivers? I break that down, uh, look at uh, what Deshaun Jackson's absence means for Chris Godwin, uh, what it means for Humphreys, for Evans, 
Um, also look at uh, some who, of the top. Who you want? The, you want uh, you want Godwin or Humphreys? You got to pick one this week. So I, I I've been debating this internally. What does New Orleans do uh, with their cornerbacks? Uh, actually, did you want to save this for the uh, the later segment? Yeah, sure. We'll talk about that later. We'll we'll drop the hammer on that on that a little bit. Right. Later, so um, also look at uh you know uh, Eric Ebron who. Uh, I can't wait to get to the tight end position because all these guys are severely underpriced. Um, you know, I'd rank them as wide receivers, like wide receiver, uh, like Kelsey and Ertz as wide receiver four and five, and Ebron is like wide receiver nine on the slate, and they're all priced like wide receiver 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, uh, outline why Ebron's a really good play, why – Lindsay's someone still to be a little skeptical of why Keenan Allen, you know, is seeing ridiculous volume ever since it's just plugging. You want 20 fantasy points, plugging Keenan Allen this week. There you go. <laughs> Look at uh, Devonte Adams, uh, how much better he's performed when he hasn't been shadowed by a top five cornerback. Uh, look at Spencer Ware, Fournette, um, and then just like quick hitting notes on and all the guys in the top DFS values of the week, um, guys like Bruce Ellington, um, Zay Jones. So yeah, check it out. Yeah, uh, great article by Scott. Uh, if you got a Pro Football Focus subscription, uh, one of the things you should definitely be reading every single week. Uh, on to running backs, we go here. There are a lot of running backs. So uh, here, let me take a look at who's got who here because. Uh, all right, looks like Scott, you've got this one. So we normally start at the top. I'm going to start at the bottom, right? Because this is the interesting discussion this week. It's Jalen Samuels or Jeff Wilson Jr. to anchor your DFS teams this week. So which one's the better play? Do you think either one are they are they both good plays? Are they bad plays? Let's try to figure this out because when we get these cheap running backs that theoretically get a lot of touches you know there is some word out of Pittsburgh today maybe Jalen Samuels will be splitting the workload a little bit more than we think he will be um Jeff Wilson um Alfred Morris wasn't active the past couple of weeks so maybe Alfred Morris gets into the mix here let's spend some time on the cheap end because this is going to determine what we can do with the rest of our rosters um yeah I don't know if if either of those guys are, are must plays this week uh but I do think they're very good values um, so Jalen Samuels had more receptions than running, uh, than rushes in college. He was kind of like a tight end fullback, mm-hmm. uh, running back, uh, hybrid. Um, Steven Ridley is actually played on more snaps, has more touches than Samuels this year, though that, um, uh, Samuels himself has come out and said, he's going to be the starter though they're going to kind of rotate a drive here and there. And it's going to be like a, a near even committee. Do you, do you th- like, do you think it's even can it turn into what hot hand? Do you, like if they blow out Oakland, do they just give Ridley the work? Cause maybe they value Samuels. There's, there's a lot of what ifs to this running back. Situation. Yeah. So I, th- I thought it would be a committee where Ridley dominates uh, the work on the ground and Samuels uh, the work as a receiver uh, just based on their their kind of uh, histories, uh, in which case, you know, Ridley would have the the better matchup. I think this is a blowout. Oakland's been a run funnel for, for most of the year, though they are bad through the air as well. Um, 
I just don't think Pittsburgh would need to, to go very pass heavy. Uh, but from what the coaches have, have made it seem, it, uh, it's going to be, they're going to alternate drives. Uh, any, anyway, Samuels, I don't think is going to be a bell cow. Uh, I do have him above Ridley in my rankings. I do think he's going to get the best usage. Um, and he is severely underpriced. Um, so he's in play, but, but like I said, I don't think he's a must play. And then Jeff Wilson, uh, if he sees the volume, uh, he saw last week, he is a must play. Yeah. The question is, I don't know that, that it, that's going to be the case. You know well, I mean? Here's, here, here's kind of what I think, right? So I look at it, I see 15 rushes for 61 yards. I see nine targets and eight receptions, right? I see Denver coming in there. If Denver's up, it's Alfred Morris is not going to be out there catching passes, right? Alfred Morris will be active probably, but he's going to be running Wilson in the passing game. I mean, look at this, this is like must have production right here. Right. And, and they have a fullback too. And even when Brita was healthy, it was a committee, you know, pretty much every single week. Uh, so I, I just don't, and we have to remember last week's game was like a massive, I think there was like 80 yeah. snaps total for the offense. Um, yeah, I think, I think last week's usage is definitely a best case scenario. I think he's going to see probably like 60, 65% of that. Um, so again, he's, he's a good value. I just don't think he's a must play, but let's hear what, what Tyler has to say. Tyler. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta pick between these two. Do you need them? They're both projected. I think Samuel's currently projected to be double the ownership. I think it kind of evens, they'll kind of even out a little bit more as the week progresses here, but we've got Samuels as one of the highest owned players on Wednesday, but this is before it, things change a lot by the time Sunday morning. Yeah, it's still pretty early in the week, so we have to keep that in mind as far as what we're hearing from the coaches and how they plan on employing these two backs. Uh, what we do know is from the coaching history, they love to just utilize one back. So hearing them alternate on multiple drives, that sounds a little uh, conflicting there. Um, it's going to be puzzling. I mean, Samuels is a guy that I really like because he has that receiving upside. We don't know how much use they'll need, though, against Oakland. Uh, you guys kind of already mentioned Ridley would be the favorite there if they're up by a ton. I totally agree with that. Um, it, it's tough. You kind of have to pick how you believe this Pittsburgh-Oakland game will go and I pick the associated back accordingly. But I totally agree with Scott where I don't think these guys are necessities, nor are they cash musts at this point. They really do open up your lineup, uh, at least on DraftKings. I'm not sure on FanDuel, but I'm sure um, they probably help you out over there as well. All right, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the cheap guys. Uh, Scott, let's go back up to the top. The guy I like the most this week is probably Zeke. He's 8,600 on DraftKings. On uh, you know, we know Philadelphia's pass defense is cratering. Uh, Zeke's on a roll. Uh, 22.6 fantasy points in each of the you know over the uh, at least 22.6 in each of the Cowboys' last four games for Zeke. Uh, Eagles have allowed at least uh, they're averaging 35 fantasy points per game allowed to opposing running backs. Uh, over the past four weeks, and that's in half PPR. Um, so you're looking close to 40 fantasy points to running backs. He gets all the work. Uh, the Eagles defense bad. Zeke good. Um, very easy equation for me. Yeah, so I think he's going to be the chalk this week. He's averaging 23 carries, seven targets per game over his last four games. That's like the best usage I've ever seen over a four game 
sample for running. It's, it's absurd. Uh, and we know he's, he's the heart and soul of this offense. Uh, you know, going back to my article, uh, Zeke leads all players in expected fantasy point market share, you know, finally surpassed uh, Gurley. He's, he's over McCaffrey. So we know if Dallas is going to be scoring any points against this, like, really banged up and woeful uh, Eagles defense, it's going to be with Zeke. Uh, I, th- I think he's worth paying up for. Uh, but I also like Alvin Kamara in this game with a uh, – that has a massive over under massive implied point total. And then Christian McCaffrey has been almost uh, uh, unfadable. His usage the, the past maybe four to six weeks and production has been uh, amazing. Uh, and, and this is really what you want to, this is how you're winning in DFS this year yep. is you are paying up for those elite bell cow running backs, guys who are seeing, uh, like a Christian McCaffrey snap share, Ezekiel Elliott touch share, uh, with with heavy work as both a runner and receiver. Uh, you know, you could pay down all you want at wide receiver at quarterback, but the the winning lineups have been paying up uh, for these bell cow running backs, and typically uh, at least two, maybe three of them. So uh, all these guys are definitely in play. Um, uh, Tyler. Do you, do you have a favorite between McCaffrey and Zeke? Those are my two cash staples. Uh, those are the two guys I want to play the most. So it's really hard for me to pick a favorite here. Right. Uh, they're both Just seeing, both of them, right? Um, yeah, they're seeing unbelievable volume. Um, Zeke's averaged 30 touches over his past three weeks. Crazy. CMC, 100% of the running back snaps, basically. Uh, it's unheard of. It's hard to fade either of these guys, and I think they both have massive ceilings. Um, in the next tier down from that, Tyler, I'll stay with you. You got a favorite. We've got guys like uh, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones. Who, what on earth? This is why Mike McCarthy got fired because he played Aaron Jones half the snaps last week. That's what you know. That's one of the reasons the Packers lost that game. So he gone. Hopefully, Aaron Jones. But I, I don't know. Are we going to get full? If we get full Aaron Jones, it sounds good. Uh, if we get half snap Aaron Jones, doesn't sound too good. Not a, you know he didn't really perform well last week and he got a price hike, um, but it's against Atlanta, so that looks to be a really good spot. Chubb at home against Carolina. Carolina, you crush them through the air. They're actually pretty tough on the run though, so I don't know if this is the best spot for Chubb, but he looks you know pretty much like an unstoppable force when he gets the ball. Um, uh, who else do we have? We've got Philip Lindsay. Uh, who just, uh, you know, absolutely crushed last week, got uh, over 20 touches, 30-plus fantasy points. Joe Mixon, uh, I think his price is right if he gets back on the the practice bandwagon on Thursday and Friday. Uh, you got a favorite of this mid-tier. A lot of, a lot of good plays at the running back position. Yeah, you're right. I think my favorite is probably going to be Aaron Jones, where we're going to see a lot of disgruntled people mad about his uh, split last week. Yeah. there's no explanation for them going back to a 50-50 split. Uh, I think it's going to go 100% back in Aaron Jones' favor this week with rational coaching at the helm, quote-unquote rational. We can't really assume that with these guys. Uh, but I think Jones is the guy that I want the most out of this tier. Uh, followed up by Lindsey. I like this matchup here against the 49ers. Um, it's kind of a middle-of-the-road one. Lindsey just coming off a huge game, but the guy's just been playing out of this world. The stat that's being tossed around heavily this week is his 6.0 plus yards per carry average. Guy's completely balling out. Uh, pairing, pairing him lastly, like we mentioned on the show, with his defense would have resulted in a 45.9 DraftKings point combo. Guy's been playing unbelievable football. 
I don't think he's a priority play this week, but if you're playing like 20 plus entries, Lindsay's a guy that I definitely want in my player pool. Yeah. Lindsay looks good. Uh, Scott, anyone else in like the low tier? We've got guys like Lamar Miller. There's, I don't know, a Marlon Mack, Gus Edwards. I'm probably not on him too much. Anyway, it kind of falls off once you get to like the Lamar Miller range, I think, unless you're going to the super cheap place. Uh, I like Sony Michelle a lot. It's a, it's a Sony Michelle week. So I think he's going to do good. And those fourth quarter rushes. Gonna, he's going to have like eight fantasy points in the fourth quarter and end with like 25, right? <laughs> <laughs> that right. definitely sounds good uh tyler anyone else at running back you really want to spend uh, a couple of minutes on uh just mark ingram i want to touch on him quickly they're eight point favorites against the bucks tampa bay ranks dead last in a run defense grade over the past two years where the saints are seven point favorites ingrams has averaged over 18 DraftKings points like the idea of pairing him with his defense if we expect them to roll on the bucks again and then one other punt play that uh, i think is worth talking about is justin jackson mm-hmm. yeah i wanted to i want to hit on the charger situation here because they, they basically just came out and said austin eckler he's tired he's doing too much special teams work uh justin jackson looks like i don't know in store for what 10 to 15 touches pretty easily yeah, and this guy was like a hammer at Northwestern in his college days, rushed the ball a ton. Over the last two weeks, he's rushed for stat lines of 7 for 57 and 8 for 63 and 1. Guy's been playing phenomenally so far in limited use. I think we see him go off, similar to how uh, Philip Lindsay did last week against this Cincinnati Bengals defense that's banged up. So I'm going to read off the half PPR Bengals running backs, what they've given up over the past couple of weeks. You ready for this? Last week, 39.6 to running backs. The week before to Cleveland, 32.7. The week before that to Baltimore was 28. Don't forget that was also Lamar Jackson, not factored into that. And the week before that, 57.4 to the Saints. Um, Could be a massive, massive uh, day for either of the Chargers running backs. Um, So make sure you, you get some tournament exposure. I think Justin Jackson makes some sense here. Um, all right. So instead of showing you guys some of the PFF stuff, uh, Scott wanted to spend uh, a couple of minutes talking about uh, some stacks, a couple of his favorite games. Uh, so Scott, we didn't have much time to talk about this pre-show. So I'm going to hand it over to you. What you want to talk about, buddy? Wow. Just, just put it on me. <laughs> I, I, we were like, Oh, we want to do something different this week. I'm like, sure. Let's talk about Listen, uh, we do it on the fly uh, game stacks. Yeah. So, uh, just looking at this, the Saints Tampa Bay over under, um, you know, I, I think you're going to want some exposure to this. Uh, the question is, how are you going to get it? Uh, I think the obvious must play guys uh, to me are Adam Humphreys and Chris Godwin, who I, I talked about in the uh, uh, actual opportunity report, uh, you know, Absolutely uh, love Godwin's usage when Jackson's out. Uh, he's also our uh, 12th highest graded wide receiver, maybe 10th. Um, terrific in yards for route run. Uh, a lot of people liked him coming out of college. Um, and uh, and Humphreys is like a top 10 wide receiver over the past six weeks. His usage has not been as good as his production, but his production obviously has been there. Um, so, so the question is, what do you think new Orleans does, uh, against Tampa Bay? Do they do the same thing that they did against Atlanta where they, um, had Eli Apple shadow Julio Jones and then, uh, double him with safety help over the top, 
<clears throat> and then have Marshawn Lattimore shadow the wide receiver too. So that would, in this case, mean double coverage for Mike Evans and then a Lattimore who's really good shadow on uh, I think it's, t- it's tougher to do that against the Bucks, right like the Bucks wide receiver core I think in like I think it's the same as Atlanta I think it really is it's, it's pretty cl- I mean Julio Jones like, is, Sanu is probably better than than Humphreys and then uh, Godwin's better than everybody Godwin's better <laughs> than Julio so like that's already tough. right right that's what they're saying <laughs> uh, but but I think the most likely scenario is there's a shadow uh, of Marshawn Lattimore on Mike Evans, which means you can legitimately play both of these wide receivers uh, and feel good about it. Uh, they're both too cheap. Um, would be a really good matchup. The Saints are giving up the the most scheduled adjusted fantasy points per game to wide receiver twos, third most to wide receiver threes. Uh, so that's just one piece. Also, I like Jameis, obviously, braids vaguely in play. Uh, the question is, if the Saints hit their massive 32.5 point implied point total, how do they do it? And who, who do you want? Uh, Tampa Bay is giving up the most schedule adjusted fantasy points per game to opposing wide receiver ones. This seems like a smash spot for Michael Thomas. Remember that stretch where we just wanted to play Michael Thomas no matter what. Didn't matter that he was only averaging like seven targets per game or whatever. Uh, this would be the matchup to, you know, go, go sort of all in on him um, or, or one of the running backs, uh, although the usage there has been frustrating. Uh, hopefully, I don't know, one of you guys can shed some light and help me out. I want to ask a question too. Are you buying the defensive coordinator change or are you more, uh, I'm going to read off some of the quarterbacks they faced. So they faced um, when Hugh Jackson was the coach, they faced Cleveland uh, at Cincinnati, uh, that was Andy Dalton. I mean, that's nothing. Uh, they faced Cam twice, w- whatever you think about Cam. Alex Smith, Eli Manning, Nick Mullins. Uh, Cam would have been fine if he didn't throw like 8,000 interceptions last week. So is either you buying the defensive coordinator change for the Buccaneers, or is it I – th- I think to me it's more they've just faced kind of some subpar competition and they're kind of like playing a little bit better, but I think it's more due to the competition. Yeah, I think they could have – Wade Phillips as the defensive coordinator, whoever your favorite DC is. I just don't think they have the personnel uh, to really stop, especially not the Saints. Yeah. Tyler, what do you got on this? I agree with Scott. Where I think Mike Thomas is in a complete blow-up spot here. Uh, I think we get back to the early part of the season where he was catching 99% of everything thrown at him, going off for massive fantasy outings week after week. I think he gets back to that this week after a couple down weeks. This Tampa Bay secondary is riddled with injuries in the secondary. Big, big uh, upside for him this week. Uh, as far as all the other plays, I'm with him on uh, Chris Godwin and Adam Humphreys. I'll probably be splitting my exposure in half because I think both guys could go off. Um, yeah, I like this game. You're, you know, it's you know Winston to Humphreys and Godwin. Like that, that's, that could be like a, you know, 30 from Winston, 20 from each of the receivers that gets you 70 and you still got a ton of money to spend on everything else. So that's good. I think that's going to be by far the most popular, like quarterback double wide receiver combo of the week. Um, just cause it, it saves you so much money to get you everything else. All the projections will look good too, if you're using optimizers. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Scott, I don't really have too much to add on this. I think the game's probably, I do want to note here real quick. Uh, this looks like to be the most weather-affected game, 74, but rain uh, looks like the whole game. Now, it is Wednesday night, 
uh, but also 15 mile per hour winds. So that's right on the threshold. So you got to keep as the week advances, keep your eye on that. Cause I know that affected some of us last week uh, with the Panther game. And that took some people off cam. There were some reports on that. Um, just keep your eye on that as the week progresses. Um, let's get back to talking some wide receivers here. Uh, Scott, where, where, where do you want to start a wide receiver? There's, you know, without the buys, there's a lot of good ones this week. It looks like uh, both of you kind of like, um, where is Devonte Adams? Why can I not? Oh, do I not have him selected? Well, anyway, Devonte Adams, uh, looks to be in a pretty good spot this week. Right. So it's just, uh, he's probably had the league's toughest cornerback schedule. Uh, and then in spite of that, he ranks second in fantasy points per game, uh, fifth in, in expected fantasy points. Um, and, you know, Atlanta's not going to shadow. They don't really have, uh, I don't think anyone who can cover him uh, should eat. Um, and again, really like brutal, brutal cornerback schedule his last whatever games. Um, the question is, uh, do you play him over Michael Thomas? Um, uh, do you play him over Julio? Do you play him over Keenan? There's, there's a lot of expensive guys to play this week. And, you know, like I said before, uh, the winning lineups have been pay up at running back, pay down at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Keenan. So Keenan, he, you know, he played yeah. the, uh, when was that? Was that the Monday night game or the Sunday night game? So he didn't get the price bump, right? 7,400 last week, massive week, third, almost 40 DraftKings points stays right at 7,400. Now he's at home against the Bengals. This is like the absolute, uh, I don't think, at least in cash games, you have to go past Keenan Allen. Uh, if he's your wide receiver one, second half Keenan Allen, it always happens. And he's just been producing, producing, producing. I think he's the highest guy on my cash team I'm going to be paying for. Yeah. I, I mean, since his meltdown, he, he's seeing the best usage of any wide receiver, uh, the most production of any wide receiver. And, uh, you know, we talked about it last week, you know, second half, Keenan is now apparently a thing. He saw 19 targets last week. Um, I don't think the Chargers need to go too pass heavy, but it's just, you know, you know, efficiency should be awesome against Cincinnati. And like you said, he's mispriced, which he is. Um, but, you know, Julio's another guy who's had a tough cornerback schedule. And it, you know, uh, this week against Green Bay, uh, it's probably one of his best matchups of the year. Uh, Green Bay doesn't have anyone to shadow. They, they rank bottom five and schedule adjusted fantasy points per game to opposing wide receiver ones. Uh, I think he's probably fourth on this list of names um, with Thomas at the top and then, you know, uh, a closer tie between Adams and Keenan. But um, I don't know. I, like I said, you know, uh, maybe the play is to play none of them as, as, as much as we, we might like these guys. Uh, I don't know. Tyler, what do you think? That's the issue with this. It's roster construction. That's why we have to go down to Mark Sanchez at quarterback. No, no, we don't have to. Do Listen to this. So, like, I, I just – I feel that – How many points a, for a butt fumble on DraftKings? <laughs> Minus six. Oh, no. Uh, I filled out a shell team, right? And it's early in the week, so this might change. But I got Keenan Allen. I got Chris Godwin. And I got Cortland Sutton now as, like, the new number one wide receiver in Denver and in, in San Francisco. So, like – you can get like three huge upside receivers there pretty easily. The rest of the team looks pretty good too. Um, 
What do you what do you make, Tyler? Let's talk Cortland Sutton here. What are we gonna do? Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, I think he busted his Achilles out in practice earlier today on Wednesday. Um, let's try to break down this. Path. Is uh, Lacoste is he coming? Is he like the Undertaker coming from the dead to save us this week uh, at the tight end position, or are we gonna be focusing on Sutton and a couple of the other fringe Denver wide receivers? Man, I was so ready to go all in on Manny Sanders after letting everyone down last week. Uh, so the 49ers are terrible against opponents in slot receivers. They're equally bad against left wide receivers. Makes sense. People are avoiding Richard Sherman. They're attacking the 49ers via the slot and via the left side of the field. That makes Sutton a great play this week as he runs over 50% of his routes from the left. Do you uh, think this will change with Emmanuel Sanders or he was the he was like their slot guy for the most part, right? Yeah, he was mainly, and they were trying to groom Deshaun Hamilton, the Penn yep. State guy, as his replacement eventually down the line. Uh, unfortunately, he got hurt on a punt return a couple weeks back and has been slow to return. Haven't really kept many tabs on him, but he's someone to look into this week, seeing how he is health-wise. He played a bunch of snaps, I think. Uh, I think he played 80% of the snaps last week. Okay, full. <laughs> okay, he's ready to go then. <laughs> uh, I think he's a good uh, tournament option. Not many people are going to be interested in him uh, because they haven't seen him play before. Uh, he's a big play waiting to happen, very much in the mold of Manny. Uh, but he'll get out there with Sutton. I think Sutton is a great go, great guy for cash this week. Yeah, um, Hamilton will gain steam. Tim Patrick, anybody either for the the Are we going this deep today? We don't we don't have to do that this week, do we, guys? You can if you want. <laughs> Thirteen games, uh, probably not. Um, Scott, you got any other good value wide receivers for us? Um, yeah, uh, depending on. Marquise Goodwin, I, I think he's practicing. Uh, but uh, Dante Pettis, I think, is still a strong mm-hmm. play. Uh, if Goodwin doesn't play, this was something I, I had Pettis in my shell team. I swapped him to Sutton. I had the $100 to do that. It looks like Goodwin's back. How big of a downgrade is that to Pettis, in your opinion? Uh, it's it's not huge, but it, it's it's a slight downgrade. Uh, you know, top five in production the last two weeks, but only like 22nd in, in usage. So uh, – uh, he's been more efficiency than than volume, which you know, I, I typically don't chase those guys too much. But but volume has been decent. Now it's going to be less good. Um, uh, Bruce Ellington has seen fantastic volume last three weeks. Now is a great matchup with Galladay on Patrick Peterson. Arizona giving a lot to the slot. Uh, you know it hasn't been productive, but the volume really has been fantastic. Uh, Zay Jones has seen good volume poor efficiency because uh you know josh allen's is more of a runner apparently but he has an ideal matchup uh with calvin benjamin now off the team that should be more more targets uh jets giving up the most fantasy points per game to slot wide receivers 12 fewest to outside wide receivers uh kenny still doesn't play with with all the uh injuries to miami uh and he would have a good matchup uh, but that's more contingent upon Amendola sitting out, and uh, and yeah, Sutton looks like the best play. I, I like the the Denver, receivers uh, loaded. Trey, I'm looking at Traquan Smith. He's yeah, he's a great tournament option. Mm-hmm. Golden Tate went, went seven for seven um, against Dallas. I'm a little worried slow pace in that game on the Dallas side, but Tate looks like he's fully involved in that offense now. 4,800 receivers just loaded in like the the Keenan Allen, and then you get to the sub 5k receivers. There's like 15 sub 5k receivers that can all have massive. Pieces. You got a favorite Tyler? 
Uh, Scott went through almost my entire list of guys. I'm step for step with him on all those plays. Uh, one guy I will add under 5K is Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Christian Kirk got moved to IR this past week. Fitzgerald should mostly avoid Darius Slay by running 75% of his routes in the slot. Rosen's been god-awful to start, but who else is he going to throw to now? Mm-hmm. It's tough relying on these old vets like vet, like a Chris, uh, like Larry Fitz here in December, but I think he's going to be a nice pivot off the chalky uh, Godwin and Humphreys. All right, Tyler, let's go to tight end. I'll stay with you uh, as we close out our position by position here. Uh, we got the pr- we already talked about Mahomes. We got the price decrease on Kelsey. We know Baltimore; they're really tough outside. They're kind of like a tight end funnel. Austin Hooper had a nice week last week. Tra- tra- this is like another like if if is, what's with Sammy Watkins? Did he get back to practice today? I didn't check anything on him. Let's see. Let's see what Sammy's up to today. He was limited at practice today, so he might play. I'll have to see how that plays out. But I, I don't even care. Even if Sammy Watkins plays, uh, this is like another 10-target game for Travis Kelsey. Pretty much uh, unquestioned to me. Yeah, matchup proof, high score total for the Chiefs. This guy is unbelievable, and I don't know why you try to fade him. He's, we saw last week that he has the ability to take over a slate, and if you fade him, you're, you're SOL. Um, Kittle's just doing Kittle things. Uh, we got Ertz to Scott. So if we're paying up, uh, is it Kelsey or is it Ertz? Uh, tough to make tournament lineups using two tight ends, but you could use them. Um, and you could both see the, um, you know, they could both have monster games this week. Which one do you prefer? Yeah, so it's it's definitely Kelsey. He just has the, the dream matchup this week. But uh, Ertz is definitely in play. Ebron is definitely in play. You could even play both of these guys, uh, like two tight ends. Yeah. Um, I would like I never saying, do that, but this week you can. I think you can get a little frisky. Any of the four, I, I even think Kittle's in play too. Any of the four top tight ends you can mix in. Too. Yeah, like I was saying on, on DraftKings, um, these guys would rank on this slate fourth uh, in fantasy points among wide receivers. Uh, I'm talking about Kelsey and Ertz, but they're priced as wide receiver. What is it, 14? And then Ebron would easily be, you know. Uh, sans doyle probably wide receiver six on this slate and he's priced like what wide receiver 20 uh so yeah these guys in the flex you could definitely go that route um definitely gonna want to play one of those three or four um not not paying down this week at tight end um ebron who wants to talk about ebron so uh i think houston gives it up to tight ends pretty good ebron uh, what was a 16 targets last week like this is like wide receiver one volume he's 5700 on dk so it is fine like ebron's finally priced about where he should be tyler but i still don't think it's high enough like that's still a rock solid elite cash game floor with plenty of upside today i know the price will scare some people off but i think that's so i'd rather i'd rather pay for one of the top four tight ends this week than try to figure out is Austin Hooper going to get it in the end zone or is, is Evan Ingram going to catch three passes or is Cameron Brait going to get two targets and one of them's in the end zone? It's just, it's not the type of game I want to play a cheap tight end. Well, when, when Doyle is out, Ebron's averaging yeah. 19.3 expected fantasy points per game, 10.5 targets per game and 1.5 end zone targets per game. Uh, that would rank second, fourth and first best mm-hmm. respectively. Also like 106 air yards per game ranked like 12th best but yeah that was a game they got shut out in and it was like close the whole way and ebron still got all those targets so yeah elite wide receiver one usage for sure so yeah 
Uh, Tyler, what else do you got for me at tight end? There are so many different options this week. Like you really can't go wrong. I'm going to, oh, you can go wrong at tight end for sure. <laughs> I'm going to prioritize paying up. Like you said, uh, Kelsey's probably going to be my main guy, 50% exposure and then probably 25, 25 with Ertz and Kittle. Uh, I'm not, I'm not dancing around it. Um, Ebron though, in cash games, definitely. I like him, uh, especially on Fandle where he's a bit cheaper. You could also play with Vance McDonald or Jared Cook, like both these options in that game should be high scoring. Let's get a little crazier, Tyler, right? We're, we need to save some money. Matt Lacoste uh, replaced the O with a zero because that's what he got it last <laughs> last week. Or Ian Thomas uh, in for uh, in for Griggles if we're digging around. Both twenty seven hundred on DK. So I've just had bad luck with Ian Thomas, where I I missed him on his great preseason outings, and then his first couple of weeks he didn't really do that much in relief of Greg Olson. So I'm kind of fading him here. I'd much rather go with Lacoste, who's already seen some rapport with um, Case Keenum. Uh, He's going to have zero. Really? Where was it? Where was it last He's going to have zero. Okay, prior to last week. Again, right now, I'm like, where was it? <laughs> prior to last it? week, he had a catch in every game. Oh, man. It, it just disappeared last week, and it's so funny because it was the week everyone was touting him. Scott, you got any takes for, for cheap tight ends? Herndon, he's getting steady production, but I don't know if there's a ton of upside in that game, or would you rather roll the dice with a Lacoste with an Ian Thomas? I'm paying up, so – yeah, I, that's that's exactly would be my and I, I am never on team pay up at tight end, but it's hard. Kelsey, they're all underpriced, right, Scott? Given their production, Kelsey's too cheap, Ertz is too cheap, Ebron's too cheap, and Kittle's too cheap. All given their production right now. So um, uh, I always want value at tight end. The value just happens to be on the high price tight ends this week. Um, I think that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, we've got the Roto World show uh, coming up next for all you guys. So. Uh, it was fun. I'm going to be out next week. I'm going back to uh, to Disney, so I think uh, Mr. Travis Mangone should be filling in for me. Um, I'll fill him in on all the show sheet for you. So I'll miss you next week, guys, and I'll see you uh, as we get back on week 16. But Scott and Tyler, thanks for coming on this week. Uh, everybody go check out Pro Football Focus. Make sure to read Scott's article. He would appreciate it. The more clicks it gets, the more sleep Scott gets. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. But I'm just going to make it up so Scott can get some extra sleep in there. So uh, that's going to do it for week 14. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. We got you.